the new Mario Brothers movie is a huge hit, and many fans were hoping for an appearance from one of the coolest characters in the Mario universe, Funky Kong. So here to talk about it is Funky Kong. From one of the coolest characters in the Mario universe, Mario universe, Mario universe, Mario universe. Hello and welcome to the conversation. Mini. I'm Heil Russell. I'm Jeff Honan. And I think this conversation mini is what the concept of the conversation mini was originally designed for. Came up with this episode format, this non-traditionally numbered episode format back in season four of the conversation for any breaking news that disrupts the flow of the normal conversation schedule that also maybe doesn't warrant an entire episode of discussion. And of course, we also have used it for like off-topic tangents and, and what have you, but I think this is the perfect epitome of what a conversation mini is, what we are going to discuss on this bite-sized installment of our podcast. And that is because on the most recent episode of the long-running sketch comedy show, Saturday Night Live, Funky Kong appeared on a bit in their uh, their, their fake news, uh, like like satirical broadcast news segment weekend update and jeff i have to be honest with you i have not watched saturday night live since i think the tail end of the bush administration the george w bush administration um like when when tina fey was playing sarah palin and and all of that you know oh yeah 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 and i i have not kept up with the show since, you know, I, I, I feel like I aged out of it. And, and I feel like it, it just doesn't do anything for me. Occasionally you'll hear something. Oh, there there was actually a funny funny sketch on Saturday Night Live. You should watch it on YouTube. But it, it's not appointment viewing for me anymore. So I don't watch SNL, I, which, which is what, you know, they abbreviate it to, what the cool kids call it. Uh, I don't watch it. And I don't definitely don't sit by the TV at 11.30 on a Saturday night with a pen and a piece of paper waiting to take notes for DKU references. So I did not know about this until Sunday morning when you actually told me we were uh, we were getting ready to stream our weekly Sea of Thieves stream and you sent me a message, oh, yeah, I can't make it today. Oh, and by the way, Funky Kong was on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and, and I thought you were, like, I thought this was a bit. I thought you, I was like, oh, you're funnier than Saturday Night Live, Jeff. You uh, give, get Lauren Michaels on the phone, get you a job. But, yeah, then I quickly went to Twitter uh, where I was tagged at some point after SNL uploaded this bit onto their social media channels. And yeah, sure enough, long-running SNL cast member Keenan Thompson portrayed Funky Kong in a bit with Colin Jost on Weekend Update. Our favorite. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff, uh, I know you're, you're a fan of Colin Jost. I know you mm. you watch everything Colin Jost has been in. Well, I, I do watch every episode of SNL. Not live. I'm not a fucking idiot. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I got stuff to do on Saturday. Probably drinking. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Colin Jost. Uh, fuck. Look at, I'm looking at the thumbnail right now for this podcast episode. Yeah. And he's he's on there with his big shit eating grin. Yeah. I don't like to look at him. Yeah, it's it's like if they took the the Donkey Kong character model from Mario Kart DS and they said, "What if we made that a human?" Yeah, his face is record-breakingly punchable. Um actually broke the he he broke the record which was impressive cuz he set he broke his own record that he set. They said, "You have the most punchable face." And then one day he got a different haircut and they're like, "Oh shit, you broke the record. You you broke your own record. You the you have the even more punchable." He has a face that's even a mother could punch. Look, one of the reasons I've I've kind of grown away from SNL is I feel like it has a very dated pool of casting, like Lauren Michaels, who has been in charge of SNL for its entire duration, minus the early to mid 1980s. Uh, he he likes to pull like the, these affluent, uh, privileged like writers from harvard like oh you wrote for the harvard lampoon you got a job and that might have been you know maybe effective casting in the 70s but i feel like it's just uh it, it just kind of narrowed their cast and, and there are good cast members that come in and out of snl but yeah there's two ways to get on snl one of them is um you know you come out of harvard or you're you know you're you're a nepo baby with all of these uh those guys on that, what do you call that? Please don't destroy is this, uh, new comedy trio that do pre-recorded sketches for yeah. SNL. And, uh, every one of them, it's like their uncle works for NBC or whatever. Right. Um, and it, it is, th- then the other way to get on SNL is to go around the Chicago comedy circuit, like covering yourself in raw meat, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is, you know, the Sarah, the Sarah squirm, Sarah Sherman method. Um, just, you know, be disgusting enough to, to, to get on there. She's my favorite, by the way. I respect that second way of getting on SNL because that's where actually most of my favorite SNL alum have actually come up from with Second City and right. ev- everywhere else. And, you know, I'm more of an SCTV guy anyway. So, but, but I, I digress. I, I, I say all this because SNL is kind of the, uh, room temperature, mainstream kind of schlock that you and I sort of detest when it comes to our comedy, right? Uh, and it, it, it has definitely gotten more and more just um, smoothed out over the years. And let's be honest, SNL was never flawless. Like, everybody remembers earlier years as great because either you're too young to know any better or you are just going off of the highlight reels. They don't show you the stuff that didn't work back in 1977. But, you know, it, it's so mainstream. The jokes are low-hanging fruit, unless it's the 10 to 1 sketch where, you know, they, they put the weird stuff that Lauren Michaels just doesn't care about because he doesn't care about anything after Weekend Update. And so they get a little crazy with it, and you actually have some really... Uh, innovative stuff sometimes in that like very very end of the show anything goes segment but 
you don't expect Funky Kong to get referenced on Saturday Night Live. That is not in, in the pool of references. You don't, because I've watched all of them. Uh, <laughs> and so far, they've done about a thousand Weekend Update segments, and they've never mentioned Funky Kong. Not even one time. Until now. Yeah, yeah. Colin Quinn never once brought up Funky Kong. If we were ever to doubt that the Super Mario Brothers movie would bring renewed attention to all things Donkey Kong, sort of this this Trojan horse smuggling in Donkey Kong esoteria into the mainstream, well then I think this little segment should put that to bed because, oh my god... Jeff, this was the most surreal thing to watch, you know, Sunday morning after the fact, because it's that weird, uncomfortable feeling when it's your realm, it's your area of expertise that you're quite confident will never really be broached by mainstream comedy. I I already feel weird when big YouTubers cover Donkey Kong, because I'm like, you sure you know what you're talking about? But then to see Colin Jost and Keenan Thompson riffing on Funky Kong for about three to four minutes. It's surreal and, and it's a little discomforting, but it's also in a way very validating. And I uh, like I didn't hate this. Everybody thought I would hate this. And I was more bemused than anything, particularly because I do like Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson is somebody I do respect. We talk about all these Nepo babies. Keenan Thompson earned it, man. Keenan Thompson, yeah. he got to start on Nickelodeon's All That. We referenced Keenan Thompson last year here on The Conversation, his famous character, Pierre Escargot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, he came up in the Schneider factory, you know? Yeah. He, he had to take his socks off or whatever for that <laughs> audition. Like, this guy earned it. He He's come up and he's stuck with it. And uh, I think they're rebooting Good Burger. I don't know. They're, they're doing Good Burger too. Yeah, yeah. Good Burger is the movie that um, is my favorite movie. But um, <laughs> but it came in a VHS tape. This is See, this is the, the intersection of my fandoms. Yeah. When they put Donkey Kong... Uh, on a yellow banana yellow cartridge i was like dude this cartridge is banana yellow this is fucking awesome and they did the same thing with the good burger movie they put it on a vhs and the vhs is orange i'm like vhs's can be orange why aren't they all colorful why why is this the only orange one it's crazy uh but anyways yeah that's the those that's all it takes really to get me in, in on board novelty coloring on your <laughs> On your piece of physical media. That's all it takes. Right. Whereas Colin Jost is just the whitest guy who ever lived. It, God, I'm still, I'm looking at him and I'm just like, oh, I want to. Stop looking at him. So, okay, Jeff, he's only on our YouTube thumb art because I couldn't fit him in on our SoundCloud key art. So I just cut him out entirely. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. We and, all wish we could do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody but Scarlett Johansson, apparently. So. I watched this, and of course, like, just just off the bat, well, I, I think we need to address the immediate uncomfortable vibes you get seeing Kenan Thompson portray a cartoon gorilla, because there is a very, very ugly history of racist uh, appropriating imagery to dehumanize black people and people of color. So so the, initially there was just like this oh oh what 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 are they doing? 
I, knowing how Weekend Update works, I have to assume this was actually Keenan Thompson's idea, and he, and he wrote it, or at least wrote it with the host. If if it wasn't his initial pitch, he at least co-wrote the segment because yeah. that's that's just how that works. Uh, and he and he brings a lot of enthusiasm to it. I don't think he's uncomfortable at all with no. the part. So you know you have to. Uh, you have to put that in your filter, but yeah, the 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 connotations aren't great. It brings it brings some some bad connotations to, to your mind. But yeah, we have to assume that this was basically written or co-written by Keenan himself, and he didn't have a problem with it. No, and, and like we you know, we're ragging on Colin Jost. We are two very white guys as well, so I don't think we really have a place to tell people how they should be feeling about this. But we, we know how SNL works, basically. So I, I have to imagine this was Keenan's idea, or at least he enthusiastically uh, fought for it. You know, and Keenan's around my age, so I imagine he grew up with Donkey Kong Country. He knows Funky Kong pretty well. And so it gets to the point where I was wondering about this, and I haven't brought it up on air, but talking about the Donkey Kong movie that's been rumored, and I would think is very likely to happen now that the Super Mario Brothers movie has in fact made all of the money, there, there is the question of, okay, well, you you will have to cast black actors, actors of color, and you can't just say, well, we don't want any of them to be the heroes because of the connotation. Like, we're going to have to address this at some point. And, you know, I, I just want the best actors for the role. And right. I actually, you know, and this is the biggest surprise, I think, of this sketch. For as off-brand as Keenan as Funky was, his portrayal of Funky, I think he would make a good Funky Kong. I, I think he won me over it. This was his audition, and he passed, in my opinion. Honestly, that, that's that's uh, it, it's such a good Keenan character. Mm-hmm. There's no other there's no other SNL cast member you could have put in this role because Keenan nails it. But the thing is, wh- when I picture what I want out of a Funky Kong uh, portrayal, and obviously with what we've seen in the Mario movie, there's a wide range of ways to interpret the characters. They they, they could do something totally unexpected, and I'd be like, oh, I didn't see that coming, but okay. Yeah. But but the way I picture it is. Basically, yeah, they he you you don't use your inside voice when you hear <laughs> Funky Kong. Funky Kong is yelling, and Keenan brings that. I said before we saw this sketch. I've been saying for a while. Uh, I thought that uh, Samuel Jackson would do a great <laughs> Funky Kong because he also has that energy of yelling that I think he could bring to it. Um, and if you weren't gonna do go with him, uh, I think that maybe any number of rock and roll type people could could do the 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 job honestly um even jack black before he became bowser would have been a a, a, a potential candidate i i'm almost uh i almost even think um what's his name justin timberlake could do a uh a, a certain kind of funky kong if he wanted to but yeah, my pick is Sam Jackson. I think he'd, he'd nail it. Well, there's two modes for Funky Kong, right? There's the very bombastic, extreme, Mountain Dew chugging madman from Mario Kart Wii. And uh, then there's also the the more laid back philosopher stoner guy, um, which I think the cartoon, the, the 1990s Donkey Kong Country cartoon actually leaned into a little bit more. So you can almost get like a Matthew McConaughey in there as Funky Kong, I've seen suggested. Uh, I, I think that was suggested on the DK Vine 4, but I was like, you know what? 
that that's also outside the box, but it would work. So I, I don't think I don't I, I think you could go with either one and it would be a fun you know, re- recontextualization of Funky Kong. Because let's be honest, like, Cranky Kong wasn't spot-on Cranky Kong in the Mario movie, but I think it still worked. Um, yeah, but but uh, I, I think the joke here, obviously, obviously they didn't get into any of the true character history for Funky Kong. The joke here was most people watching SNL will not know about this character named Funky Kong. And that in of itself sells the joke that there is actually a Donkey Kong character called Funky Kong and Go. W- what does that conjure to mind? And so, you know, Keenan comes out. They, I actually studied the costume they put him in because it's a faithful uh, recreation of his current look in the games. His, his look since Payon, where he's basically the Donkey Kong Country 3 mechanic, but with some streamlined edges. They took some grease off of him, took the tool belt off, uh, popped off the shoes. We don't see Keenan's lovely, lovely feet because Dan Schneider wasn't involved with this. One of the weird things with my uh, Donkey Kong Country 3, uh, it, 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 it's almost like his sleeves are rolled up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his yeah. fucking hair. I yeah. don't get it, really. Yeah, it's one of those things, but, you know. So I, I don't know if you, if you look closely at how they had Keaton dressed, but they basically, I think they took a, uh, a store-bought gorilla costume and they cut out the face uh, and, and then they, they gave him a custom bandana, sunglasses, tank top. Um, they, they gave him an approximation of the cutoff jorts and then they gave him these like prosthetic ears and uh, hands, right? So it actually is a very effective Funky Kong cosplay. Colin Jost shows a render of Funky Kong, uh, the render from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for the Wii U. And then here comes Funky Kong and he gets the weekend update name card and everything uh yeah it's just uh imagine this character colin jost calls him a mario universe character but that's because he's an idiot he comes out and he's just this bombastic horny madman and uh you get four minutes of comedy derived from that yeah i actually let me tell you a story i had to watch my uh, brother's dog i gotta take him for walks my brother dan has this dog it's dan's dog dog is named beans doesn't matter anyways i walk the dog uh and his yard my brother's yard at his house where he lives they have rabbits that will take a shit in the yard because they're not polite um the dog wants to eat shit i don't think he should so i don't let him and i walk him but he wants to go to eat the shit and i just stop him by just holding the leash he can't get there i'm i have the power um and the dog, when it wants to go somewhere and I don't let it and it tugs on the leash, it'll like stop and just look at me. It just does this prolonged eye contact for like two two solid beats and then it goes and does something else. And in that in that time, it looks at me and it's like it, you could tell it's just saying like, like, what the fuck, man? Uh, and so I'm walking this dog, Beans, Dan's dog, his, his name is Beans, and I got on my... Uh, cell phone mm. to look at and watch the weekend update <laughs> with Funky Kong because I'm like, well, I'm going to be on a podcast soon. I better watch it again. So I, I turn it on and, and Colin Josie says, uh, you know, uh, Funky Kong is here or whatever. 
And he sit and Funky Kong comes out and he's like, "Ladies, who's coming over with Funky Kong?" And the dog stops and he gives me that look. <laughs> and, and it's just that what the fuck, man? That look, like that, like when he when I don't let him eat rabbit shit. So, anyways, that's that's basically all I have to say about the sketch. The dog knows. <laughs> So it was a good premise for a sketch. If actually DK Vine had its own sketch comedy show on our own streaming channel, uh, then I, I think this is something we might have written. Uh, you know, we would have probably gotten more in the weeds with it. But the the idea is that Funky Kong was cut from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, aside from now, now Colin Jost actually says that uh, and Keenan as Funky says that. The sunglasses wearing Kong we see in the background of the Rainbow Road sequence, who we identified as potentially Funky Kong right from the start, is actually Funky Kong, and that's the extent of his role. They did they did not bring up anything else. So I thought, like, okay, um, that that's a that's a clever foundation for this bit, and, and basically. Funky goes on to lament that they cut him out because he was too real. And and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't handle it. And just just talking about um, all of the um, overly sexual activities he got into on the set of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Now, you know, apparently baked into the script, but eventually they just had enough of him and they just reduced him to a background cameo. When he, he, he introduces it and it says that he, he got cut and he's, uh, he's like, I guess Funky Kong is too real for him. They don't want to hear what I got to say. <laughs> And, and right at that moment, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> what, yeah. Well, yeah. what is what does Funky have to say? <laughs> yeah. The, specifically, the reason why he was uh, cut from the movie was uh, he was uh, spending all of his time. And I quote, he says, I was in my trailer drumming on booty cheeks like bongos in the minigame. I was in there like booty cheeks, <laughs> titty meat, <laughs> booty cheeks, titty meat. Yeah. Yeah, we like that. We're probably going to quote that for a long time to come. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they were talking about if the the writing staff just assumed that Donkey Konga was nothing but a minigame. I was going to ask you, you know, what do you think the minigame is? I, I think they just did very, very, like, cursory research for this. And I mean, like, they glanced at Mario Wiki for 15 seconds. I'm sure that there have been minigames where Donkey Kong bongos. Um, but like, I mean, even you could say in jungle beat when you beat the level and then you have to bang the bongos to like grab the piles of bananas. Yeah. Like you could call that a mini game that you bong on the bongos, (laughs) but there's no, there's no, there's no titty meat in that. There, There is not, there is not. No. Yeah. I, I, I don't really know what they were referencing. Obviously you're not going to get a accurate representation of the stuff you love like we're, we're in hyper nerd territory when it comes to donkey kong so to see it reference in the mainstream of course it's not going to be accurate and they're going to get stuff wrong i would still say we dodged more bullets here than the poor wario fans uh <laughs> with with the now infamous elon musk as wario sketch which was just abysmal abysmal not the least of which that elon musk is not a funny individual and he tries so hard to be perceived as funny and it's just so painful titter etc yeah the one thing he said i got a call out because i know that my friend uh 
Mitchell Wolf will like it is <laughs> I like that. So uh, Funky Kong says he spends his time um, in bed with a bunch of toads. Yeah. And uh, and Colin Joe says, are toads male or female? And he says, Funky don't know, Funky don't ask. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great, because I feel like we might have, I, I don't know if I'm imagining this. I feel like we've all just kind of uh, imagined that Funky Kong is bisexual. Yeah, bi, bi or pansexual. I think we'd be okay with that if it was, like, we, we know he likes women because he's definitely got this thing for candy. He says as much in Donkey Kong Country. But I'd be fine if uh, his door was wide open for any and all. It's been raised before as a possibility, and I would be all for it. Absolutely. If this helps make that canon. That's a great way to encapsulate his attitude. It's yeah. just that funky don't know, funky don't ask. Funky don't know, funky don't ask. Great. His, his alleged uh, dialogue in the movie, because uh, Keenan handed Colin a original script from the Super Mario Brothers movie, which in no way reflects the actual movie, but, you know, that, therein lies the humor, right? And... Uh, they're on the Rainbow Road, right? They say, like, the quickest way to the castle is by taking the Rainbow Road. And then Funky says, Man, ain't no bitches in here. Yeah, that wasn't the funniest line. No. It was, it's... Also, I didn't like the continuity, uh, like, of it, where, like, what, like, Luigi was not in that scene, Colin. <laughs> well, again, again, it in no way reflects the actual movie, because <laughs> I imagine... Colin Jost has not seen the Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't know a lot about Colin Jost other than we don't like him very much. But I I can't imagine that this guy went to see the Super Mario Brothers movie. No, and 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 then what was the next line? It was uh uh Peach. It was a Princess Peach yeah. line. Yeah, you, that's you, also something. Yeah, you pretty much knew where that was going. A scene between Funky and Peach, given the way they have portrayed Funky up until this point. I don't remember the line verbatim. I did not write this one down, but I believe it was... Why don't you go on and open up that peach and let me see what's inside? Yeah. 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 And then uh, Funky asks Colin, uh, you ever had monkey meat? And then Colin says, no, no, I've never had monkey meat. And then uh, Funky says, that's not what your mama said last night. And then he gets up and he does a dance. Bring it back now. And he starts dancing. Yeah. I, what, what a joke I liked is he said, But they ain't even use Monkey Kong. <laughs> and Colin says, What? Who's Monkey Kong? And he says, He's a donkey. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's like, that, that. that's what makes me laugh is stuff that's stupid. That's very stupid. And it's the very like obvious joke that is tailor made for people who aren't gamers because it's the kind of joke that probably played very well in the 80s what a uh, a monkey named donkey <laughs> like they can't get over well, the fact that donkey kong is its name and and of course he's a gorilla i'm basically a, a baby boomer you are i mean we we both are in our musical taste so why can't that extend to every other facet of your life jeff yeah i had to pause uh my my playlist of marmalade to uh to to watch it uh <laughs> nobody nobody's gonna know that but you but that's okay it's fine it's fine uh th- this happened and I, like i said uh i think because when the when the wario sketch with elon musk happened i was like wow we got off lucky as donkey kong fans that they didn't drag us into that mess and, you know, when the Super Mario Brothers movie opened, I was thinking, you know, this is this is going to change some things for our fandom in that now it's 
going to create some assumptions in the broader public, but it's also going to get the public excited about Donkey Kong again. Like kids are going to be wanting to know more about Donkey Kong and it's just going to be on more people's radar. And I didn't anticipate it to be this quick, especially with a character who, you know, more or less wasn't in the movie. And so it it was a a shock to the system. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's always surreal when you see those kind of like, oh, I found, I saw this meme in the wild that is kind of a deep cut little thing. Like I saw a meme the other day. Memes are like uh, funny pictures. I got and, it. And uh, uh, oh, I didn't know. I just check it. But uh, yeah, there's a meme and it said, uh, you know, uh, the movie. Uh, the movie is uh, it. it uh, what? How'd it go? It's like uh, it was like Netflix, and then it said. Uh, it's it it costs money but it has no ads and then it was like youtube and they're like it's free but it does have ads and then it was a picture of uh captain k rule from donkey kong country 2 and it was like free with no ads and it was just like a piracy joke <laughs> oh you should pirate things cause, yeah yeah you know, but the but the meme had captain k rule from donkey kong country too yeah and i was like well that's kind of a deep cut yeah I, you're always like whoa you're referencing a thing what the the world is changing jeff we have to be ready and i feel like we just have to uh, roll with the punches here at dk vine but no i i was very happy to see keenan who i you know it's weird because i was watching keenan on nickelodeon back when these games were first coming out like i'd be playing like donkey kong land 2 and I'd be watching Snick on Saturday night, Nickelodeon, <laughs> yeah. and there'd be Keenan, and, and uh, you know, Funky was on my screen, Keenan was on my screen, and it's like, you know, why, why not just combine both tastes into one? And yeah, you know, Keenan, come on the conversation. I'd love to talk with you. I, you know, been been following your career for decades now, and uh, if, if you're one of us. Make yourself known now. Uh, couldn't get Seth Rogen on the conversation. Seth Rogen didn't even know what the DK rap was. I have a feeling you might be a closet Donkey Kong fanatic. So come on the conversation, please. But don't bring Colin. No, God no. God no. He, he's banned. He, he, he is banned. Lifetime banned, yeah. Anyway, Jeff, happy 420. It's also, believe it or not, this is real, my grandmother's 100th birthday today. That is awesome that is really cool to hear yeah i I hope she has a great birthday that's awesome that's why we're doing this episode it's her gift (laughs) this is her gift she loves it yeah she probably gets it completely watch me work bring it back this has been a file two production terrico